I remember thinking, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. In front of me lay a glittering lake next to a small Pakistani village. I was halfway up a ridge, a hill to locals, but a mountain to me, and the temperature was rising. It was 1995, I was 17 years old, and I was about as far from home as it was geographically possible for me to get on a globe. Going to Pakistan had seemed like a neat idea when I was back home on my couch. There was no internet then, so other than a guidebook with a dozen photographs, I didn't really know what a trip there would be like. My father had discovered a love of travel and had asked me if I wanted to go with him on a trip to the base of K2, one of the biggest mountains in the world. To most people, particularly other adults, this sounded like a crazy idea. But I figured, hey, couldn't be that hard, right? My first hint that I was entering a different world came when the plane landed. Instead of pulling up to a gate, like I had seen in the U.S., the plane just picked a spot on the runway to stop and opened the doors. It was 1 a.m. in the morning, and the temperature was 115 degrees. Instead of bags being offloaded onto a carousel, they were just dumped next to the plane for you to find. Very quickly, more and more of what I was used to, what I thought was normal without even really thinking about it was challenged. I'd always spoken the language of where I lived. Here, I could not even pick out a letter on a street sign. At home, all the cars drove in lanes. They used turn signals and obeyed traffic lights. In Islamabad, cars just squished together like the way we entered them hall, and traffic lights were mostly decorative. At home, my hair, long on the top, shaved on the sides and back, and recently dyed a flashy auburn by my girlfriend, was the look, uh, that was the look of peak mid-90s DC pool, or at least I thought so. Here, people thought I was maybe in the military. At home, my braces were the bane of my existence. Here, people complimented them as jewelry. At home, I could predict most of what would happen every day. I had a routine that didn't vary dramatically. In Pakistan, I didn't know what was going to happen the next moment. At home, there was almost nothing that could hurt me, other than occasionally jaywalking across the street. Here, there were roads with cliff edges and no railings that plunged hundreds of feet into a river. It was not the same safety net. Tomorrow, as you step off the bus onto expeditions, you might not feel like you're stepping off a plane into Pakistan, but you might have some of the same feelings I did then. Fear, discomfort, uncertainty, and facing more raw hazards than you're used to. Fear and discomfort are powerful forces and most of us spend our lives trying to avoid them. Some writers have called the history of Western civilization the story of humans trying to become more comfortable, and we live more comfortably than any people at any time ever. What are some of our comforts at home? Yeah, the TV. 
Bailey. The internet. Air conditioning. Warm showers. Chris. The couch. Curtis. Our nice beds. Tommy. Light. Electric light. Ned. Choices of food. Teddy. Our bedrooms. James. Cars. Cars. Jackson. Being surrounded by comfort. Being surrounded by comfort. Peter. Private space. Private space. So Sean. Sanitation. Zebby. Running water. Ian. Peace. Peace. Gavin. No duties. No duties. Olivier. Instant everything. Will. Doors and walls. Doors and walls. Ruby. Toilets. Charles. Candy. Candy. Eating and privacy. Eating and privacy. Eating and privacy. Last one. Ben. Glass in every window. It's a lot of comfort. It is easy to confuse comfort for happiness. It is easy to confuse comfort for happiness. But when we are too comfortable, we are not growing. We are not living fully. It is not intuitive to seek discomfort, and it takes practice. Fortunately, we are at camp. We get to practice being uncomfortable every day. What are some of the ways that we are deliberately uncomfortable here? Jonathan. Cold showers. Duties. Duties. Tight sleeping spaces. Julian. No doors. The food. Yeah. Tub. Nick. Inspection. Mikey. Getting away from our electronics. Hunter. Waking up early. Eight. Showering in public. Sure. Albert. Walking everywhere. Xander. Having to wear a uniform. Kenny. Hikes. Victor. Expeditions. Rob. Smelly doors. Smelly doors. Hopefully not too smelly. But yeah. William. Sleeping with a lot of boys. Sleeping with a lot of people. Sure. Thomas. No lights. No lights. No electricity. Sean. Six. Yeah. Not much privacy. Not much privacy. Benna. Reveille. Reveille. I can see that, Thomas. Jacob's ladder. Ian. Inspection. FEMA. Only having soda and candy one day a week. Can you imagine? Olivier. What's that? Chances to get hurt. Sure. Wills. Early wake-ups. I'm sure we can keep going. It's a lot of discomfort. And yet we're here and we're growing. Uncertainties and hazards. Uncertainties and hazards. What uncertainties and hazards will we face out in the woods this week? William? Sure. We're hazards. There's going to be other things living out there with you. Right? Things that you normally are, do not live close to you, like bears, tuckers, 
swinging axes and grub hoes. Using these tools out in the woods, axes, grub hoes, clippers. Sean. Limited food, right? You can't just go to the walk-in, can't just go to a refrigerator, get something that you want. You got limited food, you're bringing it with you. Charles. <coughs> capsizing if you're canoeing. Sure, you're out in the lake, you capsize. Dylan. Slippery rocks. Pretty basic. It's going to be wet out there, right? Slippery rocks. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, Sebi, and then we'll come. Having to sleep with someone else in the tent. You thought you were sleeping close together in the dorms, wait until tomorrow night. Sure, Ian. Uh, rain and being intense. Uh, Hatchet? Access to clean water. Chris. Uncertain protection. Uncertain protection? Yeah, uncertain protection. Curtis. Yep, not being able to properly stay clean the whole week. Yep. Not wanting to be there. Not wanting to be there. Jackson? Um, temperature. Temperature. Could be really cold. Could be really hot. They're both problems. Hiking every day. Hiking every day. Peter? Lack of communication with the outside world. Lack of communication with the outside world. Greg? Having to go to the bathroom. Having to go to the bathroom. Sure. Teddy? Uh, climbing with a heavy backpack. Climbing with a heavy backpack. Benna? Seemingly endless hikes. Gideon. Tiredness. 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 Fatigue. Aubrey. Weather. Weather. Taylor. Bugs. Bugs. Can't believe it took this long for us to get to bugs. William. Sleeping on a rough floor. Sleeping on a rough floor. These are all challenges you will face. <laughs> but these are all challenges you can face. Facing them will build your inner strength. It will help you create more belief in yourself. And it will help you develop friendships you would not have otherwise. So how do you do it? Antidote to fear, discomfort, uncertainty, and hazards is courage, mental toughness, leadership, and teamwork. Let's take courage first. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's not the absence of fear. Courage is being afraid and taking the step anyway. There will always, always be things in your life to be afraid of. Think of this week as a chance to practice acts of courage that will help you be more resilient than whatever fears are to come to you later in life. Mental toughness. What do we mean when we say someone is mentally tough? Aubrey. They have a positive mindset. They have a positive mindset. They help other people out. They help other people out. Yeah. They're adaptable. They're adaptable. Good. Uh, Max. Look at that, Max. People, people can't ignore them can't annoy them. They don't get bothered by the little things. They don't get bothered by little petty social issues. Sure. FEMA. They try new things. Michael. They don't give up. Henry. They're in touch with their emotions without being in full control of them. Sure. Hunter. They don't complain. 
Putting others first. They put others first. Yeah. They have lots of grit. They have lots of grit. Teddy. They adapt to hard situations. Hunter. They're unbreakable. I'm sorry. Uh, Chase. Seek out discomfort. They seek out discomfort. Olivier. If they do break, they know how to fix themselves. If they do break, they know how to fix themselves. Fix themselves. Kurt. They can endure a challenge. They can endure a challenge. It's a great, great definition. Um, can you think of moments this week when you will need that mental toughness? Moments this week when you're going to need that. Yeah. Hiking up a long trail. Hiking up a long trail. Great. Final push to the summit. A final push to the summit. Charlie. Getting back to your campsite and helping out. Getting back to your campsite and helping out. When you get back, you might just be like, someone else is going to take care of that. Right? I don't need to do it. Nikki. Helping other people who are struggling. Chris. Tiredness. Tiredness. Ned. Um, if it's raining, you stay in your tent. If it's raining, you need some mental toughness to be able to push through the rain, whether you're in your tent, out on the trail. William. Um, even when you're in a bad situation, you want to keep on trying. Even when you're in a bad situation, you want to keep on trying. Tucker. Doing the jobs that no one else wants to do. Doing the jobs that no one else wants to do. Xander. As soon as you step onto the trail. Jonathan. When you're carrying that heavy pack, going up steep rocks. Albert. When your bag feels a little too heavy. It will. At some point it will. Teddy. Setting the mood at all times. Setting the mood. What's going on with the group? How does the group feel? Does it need some lift? Ben. Dealing with um, uncomfortable conditions. Dealing with whatever those uncomfortable conditions are. James. Waking up early to start making some oatmeal. Waking up early to start making some oatmeal. Waking up early is one of those toughest things we do out there, but it's so important because we need to get on the trail before the worst weather comes in. Someone's got to get up and start cooking before everybody else, right? I always think of needing mental toughness when a voice inside my head starts saying, I can't do this. I try to remind myself that that's not my true voice. Your true inner voice is never panicked, it's never angry, it's never mean, it's always very balanced and calm. When you're out there and you're having that moment, remember to think, what does my real voice need me to do? Leadership. You've heard in the reading the metaphor of those three boats and the three things they do to lead. They take responsibility for themselves, they help one another, and they guide and follow each other in the right direction. Anyone at any age can do those things. Lastly, teamwork. I mentioned teamwork in relationship to hazards because when I'm around hazards, the ones that you mentioned earlier, what has helped me navigate that best is the preparation, the input, the attention, and the advice of a group of people. Alone, there are only so many hazards I can manage before they turn into dangers. Together, we can accomplish much, much more. This week, how can we work together 
to make it a successful trip? What can we do for each other? Great. Give people compliments, right? Give them a positive remark can mean a ton when you're out on the trail. Absolutely. Fixed it. Have a positive attitude, especially if someone else is maybe struggling. What can I do to engage them in conversation? How can I lift them up a little bit? For it. Yeah, maybe volunteering, saying, hey, tomorrow I'll take that on. I'll make the oatmeal today. John? Helping to get the campsite set up. Charles? Helping somebody with a pack. Hey, you need me to take the pot for a little while? Ace. Push yourself and what? Challenge yourself. Push yourself and challenge yourself. Teddy? Helping people pack and unpack, right? You know, it's going to be the first time maybe you're maybe a little rusty of packing a pack and you're trying to remember it. You're trying to remember all the things we learned on Friday. Someone else can come over and give you a hand. Rome? Put other people's needs before your own. Bennett? Telling stories on the trail. I love, love, love a good story on the trail. Yeah. Lifting people up when you know they're down. Lifting them up when you know they're down. Aurelion. Help with cooking. Absolutely. Encouraging them. Encouraging them, Will. Thank you. Max. If they're having trouble carrying the pack, take some stuff from them. Henry. Focusing on all the things that camping is fun, right? This is not something we have to do all the time. We don't get to be in these beautiful places. Whether they're wet, whether they're cloudy, whether they're sunny, this is a wonderful opportunity we have. A bit over 20 years after that trip to Pakistan, I found myself back in Asia in a similar situation. I was partway up a ridge again, I had sweated through my t-shirt, it was so humid, and this time I was looking down at a small fishing village on an island off the coast of Hong Kong. Similar situation, only I was different. Unlike when I was 17, I had chosen to take this trip. Unlike when I was 17, I was excited for exploring the unknown and being around a culture and a people who were different than me. I still had moments of fear and discomfort, but unlike when I was 17, I could recognize my own patterns of thought better, and I'd improved at managing my emotions without denying them. The uncertainty had become a part of the appeal of the trip, not a negative byproduct. Imagine where you will be in 20 years. What adventures will you find yourselves on? Let this next week be a step into that future, a next step into your own growth, a next step into the friendships you can make along the way. <laughs>